Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to our next Water Trio Astrology podcast. We are talking about the astrology of the week 8th of April through to the 14th, and I'm here with my lovely Astro pals, Kelly Surtees. Hi, Kel. Hey, Beige. And Cassandra Tindall. Hey, how are you? Good. So, there's quite a bit of action this week, huh? It was a bit hard to actually choose an aspect. So, just know that it's pretty busy in the sky this week and um, we will be just handpicking an aspect that each of us likes. So, where should we start? Who wants to go first? Um, Well, I think just on that note, Leash, like, yeah, this is Mm. a really busy week. It feels like a week where we're starting to get, you know, generally the idea of mojo and motivation back. We, we had the lovely new moon in Aries last week, previous week, which kind of means this week the moon is waxing or growing. She's just kind of stimulating that forward movement and that idea of progress and growth. And then, yeah, as you said, we won't be able to cover all of the aspects this week because our episode would be two hours long uh, and we want to give you the juicy <laughs> highlights. But knowing that there is a huge number of astrological aspects this week, it's just an indication that generally it's going to feel like a bit of a busier week. There's going to be a lot more going on, discussions, collaborations, even some disagreements. But, you know, sometimes you've got to get through them so that you can keep the progress or the momentum up. Uh, yeah, yeah, so just that feeling of like, Picking up the pace then after the new moon in Aries, pushing forward and just a lot happening in a short space of time. Yeah, totally. And the fact that Mercury is really picking up speed now and is almost at the end of Pisces will add to that kind of forward momentum. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. Um, Are we there and, and yet? Mars Are in- we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> like the kids in the back seat. Exactly. I think it's the whole world yelling, are we there yet? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Mars in Gemini insane. as well. Even since that moved in last week, it just feels like, a, you know, the oomph is back, the energy's back. So, yeah. A little bit more spark. Any general thoughts on the week, Cass? Yeah, it's certainly busy. Um, it's <laughs> the momentum's just going to be, it's like moving from like dazed and confused to being like skippy in the headlights. It's just going to be from like one extreme to the other. Um, or skippy is what we call kangaroos for um, our northern hemisphere. The non-Australian might listeners. Be a deer. The, yeah, it might be a deer in the headlights, I think you might say, but we just go, yeah, skippy in the headlights. So it's definitely going to have that kind of um, – when I think of Mars and Gemini, I often think of, um, you know, and just the whole astro energy of the week. So what we've got still the like Mercury, it's not totally kind of starting to move at least out of that shadow phase. So that's going to bring it maybe a little bit more clarity, but we're not going to really get fully out of that until it moves into Aries and Mercury has his own mm. version of astro rehab, right? So um we've got that happening we've got venus conjunct neptune so it's still got a little bit of a that's nicer than mercury for sure but it's still got a few of those neptune vibes plus a busy mars in gemini i just think of um yeah it's that kind of it's almost got a feel of having the foot on the gas and on the brake at the same time because venus just kind of wants to maybe like chill out and relax but mars is like come on come on come on like What's to kind of rush things through and yeah, so we we could go there what how that would maybe manifest, but yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, options. That there. idea of yeah, that idea of going off half cocked 
in a way it's like you know you haven't you haven't got the gun <laughs> not it was like, like wait for it's it like the gun really you know on the inside <laughs> it's, it's like can you just slow down a little bit mate <laughs> <laughs> No, the expression actually refers to guns, not to those. Oh, okay. Yeah, half-cocked. It's running off, you know, you kind of. (laughs) Yes, I've done weapons handling in the past. So I think this is a great shot. Sorry, so this is a good segue into uh, Venus Venus Neptune. Neptune, I'm like, (laughs) we've just lost all sense of decorum or boundaries. (laughs) And hello, Venus conjunct Neptune, which was the first aspect we wanted to talk about. (laughs) So I really think Venus is a little bit. I don't know. Well, who knows? What do you? (laughs) Okay, I have a theory about. Venus conjunct Neptune in Pisces and how it's different from Venus conjunct Neptune in other signs. And my theory is that when a planet is in a sign where it's in its home sign, it's in rulership or it's in a sign where it's exalted, it has that extra strength and extra juice. There's like a a talent or a gift that can be unlocked when that planet in the strength or rulership position or exaltation connects with an outer planet. So as much as there will be, you know, some of the typical Neptune things which we'll run through, it does feel there's a little bit of like a release of some sort of pure beauty, inspirational, you know, it's like a mist or a infusion that can come through. It's midweek, it's Wednesday the 10th that Venus is conjunct Neptune at 17 Pisces at the same degrees that all that Mercury Neptune Mm. mayhem was happening at. So I think in one of our earlier episodes, I was like Venus in Pisces is like the cleanup crew and she's not just cleaning it up. She's putting a bow on it, you know? And I think some of the Mercury snafus or confusion of the last few weeks, really we get, we just get a sweetness or a sense of, Oh, we've found a resolution or we're going to figure this out um, as Venus kind of gets to Neptune there midweek it's a bit like the cherry on top of yeah yeah like we had a bit of confusion and we had our mishaps and maybe our little bit of our lovers tips or what have you but yeah but you know this is the working through that fog or that confusion and now we get to the good stuff you know whereas um yeah just that little silver lining totally yeah yeah what do you think leish well i mean I liked your analogy about the, the the cleanup crew. I mean, the vision I have is actually Florence Nightingale, you know, the men have come in wounded yeah. from war and she's walking through the wards, you know, mopping brows and, and giving comfort, offering, offering an empathetic ear. Um, but I also think with this, you know, I, and I loved your analogy, Kel, too, you know, when Jupiter, which is also um, in its own sign in Pisces, was conjunct Neptune in my own chart, um, you know, I had that, I had a little boy, my beautiful little gift of a little boy come into the world, which was beautiful. So I love that. Um, but I think as well with the Mercury retrograde, it turns us inwards. It turns our mind inwards. And yes, it has been crazy, but it's been crazy on the outside. And it's made us have a look at what we needed to understand internally about ourselves and how these external patterns are happening, why they're there, what are the triggers, what are they telling us about where we're at? And so when Venus comes along to this point, it's a way to actually recalibrate, reset our value systems to now match 
what we learned about ourselves. So it's that extra kind of gift of looking at our values, looking at our principles, looking at our ethics and our morals and saying, okay, you know, for me, this has all been happening in the 12th house and it's been around finances. And I feel like this is actually going to be a time when I'm going to plug that drain that has been that Mercury in in, uh, retrograde in this area and actually align myself properly to my values of, okay, what's important for me right now and what's not and how can I clarify all of that? So that's my take on the Venus-Neptune, just adding something in. No, I love that. That's great. Um, I mean, it's also very creative too, isn't it? I think of poetry Mm. and music and and not just any poems, like Pablo Neruda's love poems or Khalil Gibran's passages mm. on love and marriages, like very much that idealistic uh, craving, which might be too soft and fluffy for you, Cass. <laughs> for those that can't see, there was a massive eye roll. <laughs> or just like a face oh, a smirk. I mean, it, it was just a little like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was just like, mm, I, I, don't, oh, I don't know, I'm just not really hugely romantic. I'm just not. I just don't think I am at least. But, yeah, like, you know, I can put on a bit of Harry Connick Jr. and get in the mood sometimes. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. But, honey, you so, listen to, I mean, you're always talking about how the death metal you listen to is actually poetry. It's black it's black metal. There's a difference. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. Sorry. So, um, black metal is kind of like, yeah, like a beautiful autumn leaf um, falling off a tree into the stream as the sun rises and you remember your ancestors. It's it's very, you know, poignant for the current astrology at the moment. So it sounds a little bit um, aggressive, but it's not really. Well, I don't think aggressive is what Venus conjunct Neptune in Pisces is after. No, no. No. Escapism in whatever form really works for you, I guess, you know. Yeah, I think there is something to be said for this aspect around the pleasure principle in terms of like letting go or just allowing yourself to flow with whether it's a creative inspiration or just that feeling that's like I want to read this book or I want to paint this thing or I want to soak in the bath or there is a little bit of that like I just need to tune out not so much tune out but I more need to make sure that I'm tuned in I think yes yeah yeah Yeah, there is that sort of um in your waters kind of feel to it like in the sense that you want to connect with something um and feel good um but that's going to be different to ev- for everybody of course yeah 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 it's like yeah. the little sweetnesses or the little luxuries and yeah. i mean there could be some really good quality chocolate that's consumed or a really <laughs> fine wine cats you might have a scotch uh i like yeah. wine too yeah i have to say since venus has been in pisces i've really um, at woolies you can buy these belgian i know i've sent you girls a photo of it on whatsapp these belgian chocolate uh slabs you'll be able to give us the real stuff soon kel how do i miss this picture mate i can (laughs) confirm that belgian has belgium has amazing chocolate like i think i put about three kilos when i was there for a week i'm a bit scared um so they have it at woolies yeah, there's the Belgian oh, chocolate brownies. Brownies. And they are divine. Yeah, but they're not gluten-free, and are they? No. No. I don't have any gluten issues. No, I know. You so can, you enjoy them. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> they're all yours. 
I'm just sort of yeah. You <laughs> and the normal people. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, you know, I've been indulging in you know more sweet things. I've just had this craving, mm, Neptune, yep. for sweet things, Pisces, right? So, yeah. Well, I sometimes I can... find when there's a lot of things like this in Pisces. I'm not a massive drinker and I don't drink a lot and I don't drink during the, you know, but I sometimes feel like at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'd like a vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that mercury retrograde will do that to anyone, I think. And I I mean, I don't obviously because it's the middle of my work day, but it's just, I've noticed that since we've had a little bit more of this Pisces flow, it's just want to get that little sort of slight disconnect, a little bit of buzz. Um, Mm. And I definitely look forward to my Saturday night cocktail more when this is going on. So I might have to have a cheeky midweek. Yeah. I had my first drink in a while on um, Monday night. Oh, for Venus, Venus ritual. For Venus. So I got just one of those small bottles of cheap, you know, sparkles. And, um, you know, put some in, which I've still got sitting on. I can see. I'm like, you left that glass there. I love it. (laughs) And so half for Venus, half for me. And I'm, you know, chipping away at my horoscopes. And, um, gee, that was really good. It was just, it wasn't anything fancy, but it just hit the spot. Then I'm like, oh, I wonder if Venus would mind if I had her share. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's still there. I behave But the other thing, the thing I love about it with, you know, alcohol is called spirit, spirits for a reason. And, you know, it is a way to open up. And this is why different um, peyote ceremonies and cacao ceremonies and all these things that I open. Yeah, that open the channel of the human to something higher as well is definitely, you know, you just look at the glyph of Neptune. It's literally like pipelines running down here into the cross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Running down to that cross of matter that is us here on the planet. So absolutely this is also about connecting to higher things, connecting to spirit, whether you use spirits or mushrooms or different things, but um, or meditation. Opening, that, yeah, that works contemplation, too. breathing, whatever works for you. So it's a really beautiful way to to get that pleasure principle and bring it back to yourself through higher connection, um, unseen worlds kind of stuff. So yeah, might be a good time to go and a see lot, a psychic. Um, yeah, totally. Um, also, just dissolves you know any potential blockages that you might be having, like or self doubt or whatever. Just sort of like can open you up into that realm of possibility you know of Neptune it's like it may not be tangible it may not be real but if I've got that feeling that it could be then maybe it will be totally and I feel like you know you want to get your spiritual on midweek because by Friday Venus has shuffled away from her dance with Neptune and she's in a much more practically oriented sextile with Saturn so did I say Saturday Friday I know what I said. It's Saturday yeah, it's very for early Australia. in the morning. For Australia. It's 1 a.m. here. Yeah, yeah Friday. Friday, Canada and the States. So Venus will be at 20 Pisces by now. Saturn obviously still at 20 Capricorn where he's basically sitting for most of the month. Uh, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I'm i quite partial to a Venus-Saturn aspect mm. because I like the stabilizing energy. I like that sort of Venus in Pisces had a, has a lot of soulfulness to offer, but not a lot of structure or containment. And that's what Saturn in Capricorn is yep. going to offer. So Venus Saturn heading into the weekend feels like commitment. It feels like making long-term plans. It feels like 
nourishing or putting effort into those really important relationships, it also feels like a bit of a recognition or a reality check that not everybody is of the same value or of the same importance that you have really Mm. special friends. And then you have kind of your acquaintance friends and you have your intimate partner and you might have family and then you have people that you know, but it's, it's also that ordering and prioritizing, uh, that Saturn in Capricorn, you know, Saturn in Capricorn keeps a little bit of a hierarchy internally. And sometimes we forget, you know, who deserves our best attention. I think this aspect will be a good reminder of that. Yeah. I like that, the layers of the onion analogy, Cal, you know, which layer of the onion do you keep that person at? Are they at core or or are they out in the skin? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Said like a true Scorpio. I love it. So, oh, man, now I'm going to be like a Cancerian about it. Oh, my God, which, like, layer am I? You're on the inner circle, mate, at least from our perspective. This is an inner circle situation with a few eavesdroppers. (laughs) It's like that circle of trust. Have you ever watched those Meet the Fokker movies? Meet the Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very funny. Yeah, the circle of trust. In teaching, I describe Scorpio. It's like you're the, embracing your inner Robert De Niro. You either you're either in the circle of trust or you're out of it. Yeah, there's people oh, with so you funny. trust that you trust with stuff that will they'll keep it in the vault, and there's yeah. people that you don't trust and they don't even know the vault exists. Yep, totes. Yeah. So Venus is doing a couple of different things. I don't know, maybe because we're women. We just went with the Venus aspects this week. But, I mean, Cass, you've got a surprise bonus aspect for us to uh, throw in. <laughs> Do I? Which one was that? I don't know. You, you never shared. So I'm just hoping you'll pick <laughs> you were one. winging it. Otherwise, I'm going to pick one yeah, well, for you because I know which one else yeah. I'd like to talk about. But you might have something. You Wait, do you want to – I know you <laughs> – I just want to say one thing about the Venus yeah, Saturn. Yeah, more about Venus style. Saturn first. Okay, okay. I love it. We raised our hands because Venus Saturn's in the house. What are the rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I awesome. Love I love it. Um, and the other thing I feel like, you know, because we were talking about higher connection and all that stuff, it's almost like in the middle of a week you can – listen to your intuition, listen to your higher self, get those, um, the flow from that area. And then you can come and ground it, come and manifest it, come and make it real, come and anchor it. Um, because you know, Venus is in Pisces. She's still in a really good position. Um, so I don't, I feel like this aspect supports both of them because they're both in their happy places. So it's actually not going to be a tricky placement. I mean, there is some tension with a, with a sextile, but I feel like it's like, I don't even know what it feels like, but it's, it's going to be about anchoring those ideals well, yeah. that we came so through with, and maybe work for it. Yeah, but the the rose coloured glasses yeah. that can happen with that Venus Neptune will be lifted off, and you can go, okay, well that was the ideal, that was the fantasy. What's the practical? What can I actually create right now? What's from the reality? That? Yeah, or it could even be just a little bit of a oh, is this what it really is? You know, like. Uh- know that it's quite because it's a sextile it feels a little bit it's more a little like, bit more supportive it's yeah. more like we want to do this oh, or yeah this, this is going to be harder than we thought maybe yeah possibly you know because I think sextiles still you know they to me you know my experience they still require work it's sort of like that saying you have the gift you know you can have the gift but without the work 
but the work and the gift, you know how like people can have a natural talent, but if they don't work it, it kind of means nothing. But if you have yep. that work ethic satin, you can actually kind of, you know, uh, maybe overcome any of those potential hurdles or potential um, problems because Venus and Saturn are both in really nice places zodiacally. Yep. So, yeah. Um, it's definitely like it's certainly more supportive, but I think going from Neptune's realm then into Saturn's, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, mm. there's a bit of a readjustment required a little bit just from, you know, Neptune to, to Saturn potentially. Maybe it's a time to actually act, look that gift horse in the mouth rather than not. You know yeah. that analogy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was just like... I've got a bit You're head coming twisted. out with some pearls. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay, so you're saying no, to, look, to at, look yeah, at it. No, to look at it. Yeah, you know how you, you check a horse with its teeth. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's why they say that. So you check the teeth, check check the gift. Check it, check it. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know, maybe if I'm being a bit Pollyanna, I just have this feeling of stability and clarity. You know, Saturn mm. is so good at helping you see things for how they are. And it's like a gentle realisation because it is the sextile shift. It is, you know, it's quite a change. If you were in rose colour glasses, fantasy land midweek with Neptune, then mm. that's going to feel a bit like a shift. But I don't know. I just feel Venus is so happy right now. She's just riding the waves in Pisces. Mm, um, totally. Yeah. Mermaid, I was having a conversation land. with my neighbour actually last night. So we, I was going for a walk and we – uh, met up in the park well we didn't we just he just happened to be there and uh, we've just come out of this like really humid hot stretch in here in Brisbane and so that's like your Venus Neptune all that moisture all that humidity and sort of you know an overabundance of connectivity and then sort of overnight we just had dryness come through mm. and that beautiful autumn kind of cool change and that's your satin and it was actually mm. such a welcome change. It was actually refreshing and it was, this is really great. And normally I get a little bit pseudo kind of, oh, no, we're like summer's over. But this time I was really glad for it. And so, I mean, I know everybody who listens to us is not in Brisbane, but, you know, just going from that humid part of Hot, the last, wet, yeah, that last yeah. stretch of the summer and then you're waiting for that autumn shift to come in. It's like that shift from Neptune, Venus Neptune, into Venus Saturn. And I'm loving it. It's really kind of nice for, you know, a welcome change. Yeah. Um, nice analogy, think, Cass. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's great. So, I must say I'm actually a bit chilly here at the moment, but I'm enjoying having my window open. But, yeah, I don't actually oh, sweat yeah. batches under my arms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So do we have a third aspect in the house for, for this week? Well, I mean, um, I know we probably would like to talk about Mercury-Pluto. I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Sun- Let's talk Are about you going to make it an what actuality? Do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm having the biggest, like, Neptune vague moment. Today. I'm like, just Cassandra- so you know, everybody, we are actually recording this when Mercury is back on Neptune. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I'm feeling more vague than usual. But I've only had two coffees so far. Um, so just prior to the Venus-Saturn um, aspect, we also have a Mercury-Jupiter. We also... <laughs> okay, I, I think I'm really going to have re- to, like, dive in here, Kat. 
Yeah, I think maybe. Go, Cal. Okay, okay. Go so there are a lot of things happening and Cassin's given us so a bit many. of a rundown, which is great. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, just so you know, everybody, check your ephemeris. There it is. <laughs> the My favourite aspect this week, and I do think it deserves a mention, so I'm glad we're going to talk about it, is the sun in Aries trying Jupiter on Sag- in yes. Sagittarius coming through on of Sunday. Yeah, yes. the Game of Thrones day. Yes, <laughs> Game of Thrones release day. That's not how I personally am thinking about the day, but for those of you who are GOT fans. <laughs> uh so why do we like sun trine jupiter too benefic or you know the sun can be a bit of a benefic depending on what it's doing <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> in this case you know it's it's sort of a golden confidence inducing um outward focused uplifting courage building pa- pairing i mean the sun is exalted in aries jupiter is in rulership in sag it feels like a day where you you might believe that you can do anything or that anything's possible or you might back yourself you might be like yeah i'm gonna have a crack at this i'm gonna have a go see what i can do i might not be perfect but it'll be great experience whatever it is and Cass, to take a leaf out of your Say Yes month, which is birthday month for you, which uh, I don't think we've shared that with our listeners yet because we haven't had your birthday yet. But this feels like a Say Yes Sunday, basically. Yeah, it's definitely just have a go, mate. She'll be right. Yeah. And think about the detail. That's sort of something we would say here in Australia. But, yeah, definitely backing yourself, having the courage to do something that you might otherwise say no to. Um, and so almost got this kind of like royal pairing, the sun and Jupiter. Oh, that's a beautiful like word. Forces. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's almost like at some level, maybe like House Stark and House Lannister, something might happen in Game of Thrones. We don't really know, right? <laughs> so it's like different like <laughs> kings kind of like getting together and joining forces or, you know, um, forming an alliance. Alliances, so, yeah, because the yeah. sun yeah, is one so, leader and Jupiter is like another. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, I always find sometimes when Jupiter connects in a really positive way is that you can pull somebody in or that has a positive influence on you mm. or has a wisdom or a piece of experience that they can gift to you, you know, sharing tips and tricks or um, you connect with this person who can lead to that. It's just so opportunistic um and you know hence the say yes so just so the listeners know i've had this tradition for years yeah so my birthday is at the end of june and so basically june is just yes month um and so the whole jupiter piece especially in sag is about saying yes so if something comes along in your inbox or you know um you get a message and you might be like i don't know just say yes, you know, it can lead to really good things that have a real elevational quality to it mm. with these planets in such good condition. It's not going to be a dud invite. It's probably going to be really good, you know, like you'll have a great time or have, you know, the great connections or the great influence or the great experience. Yeah, totally. I mean, <clears throat> with that, the sun being in Aries, it's in its exalted sign and Jupiter in Sag, is it in in its happy place it's like two kings <coughs> at a feast table who've just broken bread together and made peace and, and let's go forward together i love it and yeah. as well you've also got at the same time the moon in leo um forming a trine to a trine. yeah so it's there's so much fire so it's it's I see so much passion and just ability to really get things done there's a lot of dynamism and 
you know, that Leo is the royal aspect as well, really, the king. Um, so it's kind of yeah. cool that whole bringing in the, the royalty of just being at the top of our game, being in the best possible place we can be and just trusting yourself and trusting the opportunities that come in, um, the confidence, the belief, the faith and the hope that all of this can bring um, is pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's a Sunday, so it's a really lovely mm. day for solar for and Jupiter magic. Yeah. yeah, so if anyone, you know, we, we should give a shout-out um, to the Ju- darling. Oh, sorry. I feel like we might have blipped. Sorry. Can you guys That's hear okay. again? It's Jupiter night too, <laughs> Sunday night, so it's Jupiter night, yes. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it just doesn't so, get better than that. No. So you were going to give a shout out, Kel? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say to Caitlin from Sphere and Sundry, for anybody who's working with her beautiful uh, planetary magic wares, um, the Regulus uh, series and even the Jupiter series would be really beautiful to work with on this particular Sunday, April 14th, because the Sun and Jupiter are in such good condition that you can just get a little bit more of their favour, if you like. Mm. Um, Mm. And it really feels like just being in the right place at the right time, um, things coming together. Yeah, it's just a really positive energy. We will get two Sun-Jupiter trines this year. This is the first. The other one will happen in, I was going to say in the month of Leo, but in the month where the sun is in Leo, um, <laughs> that's astrologers speak for late July and August. Uh, yeah. So it's, I feel like that aspect definitely needs a bit of a mention. Yeah. So yeah, like I heard on the astrology podcast that you did for the month of April that um, you, you guys were sort of talking about how if somebody wanted to create a um a fire trio podcast. Oh yes, this would you know, be their the, inception <laughs> chart. <laughs> this is your yeah. This is this is your election date or your episode launch, and you know we could always join forces, water and fire, you know, and do a whole Game of Thrones podcast together. So if there's any like <laughs> you know, friends out there that have a tight fire tried, you know, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think Chris um, very sweetly mentioned that uh, on. The astrology podcast, (laughs) yeah. That was very kind of him. We really are a water trio, a tight grand trine. Technically, no faking it, basically. No. (laughs) So I'm four degrees. Think, Leisha, you're five and maybe Kel's. I'm six. So so you're six. I think I might be seven. Four, six. Four, six and seven. Oh, I'm so Neptune. Like, well, because um, I have yeah. a few things in Pisces, so I just had to think which one, which degree is my sun. Which so one? I was like, well, <laughs> they're all two degrees apart. So that's where my random counting. I'm the same. Yeah, you've the got same so with my things. Scorpio. Yeah, you've got a yeah, stack of Scorpio. I'm, I'm two, four, six with with mine. So yeah, I'm five, seven, nine. Yeah. Um, and Cass. And for me, the sun is the only water planet, except for Uranus, but the sun is the only water planet I have, but it's the only one that counts for the water. (laughs) Correct. We only need one. So is that our week? Have we, have we covered it? Yes. Seems to be. We've done it. We've done it. We managed to get through that haze. We swam. Yeah. We all had to do swimming lessons (laughs) as kids. 
So has anyone got anything to announce to talk about, gals? Any any new offerings? Yes, yes. I yes, do have something. Else. Tell, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> tell you. The Astrology University um, is doing a summit um, this coming weekend. And I want to make sure I describe it appropriately. So I am quickly typing to pull up the summer page. (laughs) It's called 2020 Epic Cycles of Change and Renewal. It's running uh, for two days, April 13th and 14th. Now you can just listen along free if you're online. Basically, there'll be lectures to cover you won't be able to hear everything in your time zone, but there'll be at least, you know, three or four lectures in your time zone. Everything then goes on a 24 hour free replay. Um, so if you, if you can't catch it live, you can catch it within the next 24 hours. But if you do want all the lectures, um, I think there's a very reasonable fee to sign up for the whole past, um, that the access all areas pass. Some of the speakers include Lynn Bell, Frank Clifford, Stephen Forrest, Demetra George, uh, Lawrence Hillman, Tony Howard, Mark Jones, uh, myself, and a bunch of other people. So if you're interested in looking Kira. at this. Uh, is Kira Sutherland talking? I'm pretty I don't sure think she is. She's not on the schedule. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, Kira's wonderful, um, but <laughs> she's not. No. Um, so if you're interested in cycles of, of 2020, looking at all the different astrological events for next year, which is very pivotal, that's happening, yeah, April 13th and 14th. So it's an online thing. You can sign in from anywhere in the world. Um, cool. What do you guys Thanks, have going girl. on? What have you got on leash? Uh, that, well, that, the yes, the following Monday. So I am ta- making the most of that Jupiter. Sun Jupiter trine. Sun Jupiter trine energy and the, the Leo moon there to start my astrology course. So that is almost fully booked up. So I have one last spot. If anybody would be interested in registering, hop online. It is a face-to-face course that I'm running in Palmwoods in here in sunny Sunshine Coast. Um, that's about it for me. I'm of course seeing clients as always. Yes. What about you, you, Cass? Cass? For me, uh, yeah, I'm fully, I'm chockers with client consults right now. Um, I'm still running my 50% off sale until Venus and Aries. So you've got until the 21st, but I guess there's just a little bit of a waiting list now because, I can only do so many. So Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so what's your wait yeah. time, Cass? Is it about a month at the moment for a console? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm probably got maybe like one more week I can do and then I've got to kind of be in prep for Norwalk and, and other sort of commitments that I've got going on. So, you know, you're always welcome to sort of secure the price and then you know, book it later in the year, closer to your birthday, whatever. So there's no real rush to kind of have your appointments. But, um, yeah, there is a bit of a waiting list. So I probably can maybe fit a few more this April and then I probably won't be able to do any more until July, June, July. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Busy times with Pisces planets. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, girls. Well, let's wrap it up for now and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. See you, Kel. Bye, Bye, everybody.